Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and you are listening to Catching Up. Catching Up is a podcast of conversations with interesting people who we see and hear about, but seldom, if ever, talk to. In this episode, I'm speaking with Saffron Collins, a 17-year-old high school student right here in Dubai, who also happens to be a singer-songwriter with ambitions of being a one-woman production powerhouse. Judging from her latest song, Mascara, produced by Reiner Erlings, and Saffron's demonstration of how to make a video you can't take your eyes off, not to mention her expertise in making a story stick sonically, I think she's well on her way. Playing in the background is Saffron's latest tune, Mascara. We sat down for possibly our fourth conversation over the last three years and talked about her music, inspiration, and more. This is Catching Up with my guest, Saffron Collins. Joined once again by Saffron Collins, I was looking through the old tapes, looking through all of my old notes of the times we've gotten together. It's about three years that we've managed to get together and have these conversations, starting with the first time that your dad reached out to the folks over at Tone Town, that's Reiner and friends, and that studio doesn't exist, but saying, hey, I've got, I've got a daughter who's doing some cool stuff. We want to try doing some recording and see where it goes. And since then, you and I seem to have been catching up almost every six to eight months as yeah. your career develops. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. I wanted to jump right in with your latest release, and we were talking just moments ago about the number of, of streams that, is, that have already happened for the two mascara. H- how many people have downloaded it so far? Um, it's doing well on YouTube. My label um, are very generous with me. And um, I think I'm on about 23,000 views the last time I checked it. It came out around like a week ago. And yeah, I think it's doing well. Like it's on a, it's on quite a few playlists and stuff like that. And um, it's doing very well in Qatar. It's on the Oryx FM playlist. And then I think it's on heavy rotation on l- one of Lebanon's um, music networks as well. So let, let's back up for a second because there, there are going to be folks who are listening to this going, okay, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. You managed very. You got you. You've got a a record deal, so yes. to speak. You, you've got representation. You went down to New Zealand with mm-hmm. Red Bull to the Red Bull Studios, and you produced several tracks. Mm-hmm. The last two, the, the Green, is one that that has, has been had phenomenal play. Mascara is just new. It's what about a week now? It's been out. Yeah, and. This this has been for you a, a really great opportunity to get more ears onto your songs. How I want to I want to dig into this just a little bit and the whole idea, the whole activity of being able to get into the Red Bull Studios, having sponsorship with with a record deal. How is that? Do you feel impacted on on your music? It really hasn't. I think I kind of brush past it, I guess. Um, I still make the music that I make today. And yeah, it's the same. So I don't really, regardless of like being signed to Universal and stuff like that, I, I'm just the same person, regardless of anything that I'm owned by or whatever. 
how how do you go from idea to mascara? What's the process that you follow in putting together a song? I'm a very emotional person, so if something isn't quite right, I'll write about it. And it normally is in a story, but it's it's a song already. I write it down like poetry, you know? And I remember I wrote mascara like I was coming home from a night out and then I sat down on my software and then I just started making this beat and then I worked on it for like two hours and then I finished it um, in two hours like the next day and then it just turned into a song so yeah music first or song lyrics first for you music first music first yeah yeah it has to have that mood to it first for me to actually go through the lyrical process do you ever do you ever find yourself sitting down and you're you're putting down some beats or you're playing with some chords and it's just you just you just can't find the song just doesn't want to come out yeah i've yeah that happens all the time and it's okay for that to happen all the time being a creative person you know it's okay to not produce something or to show someone something that you've made all of the time you're not expected to have that capability no one can be creative all the time i i have points where i can just make maybe a song in a day like a very good song in a day but i can't make more than one you know in do you find it draining as you're yeah as you're it doing? is draining you know i'm sat there for like two hours with my headphones on and when i take them off i feel like I'm, i've gone deaf or something so you know you're 17 you're studying you're in classrooms you've got folks who are amazing at writing essays you've got other folks who are amazing at dt design technology and building stuff mm-hmm. and and you have this talent for for songwriting and lyric writing and it takes energy like anything else. How do you explain to someone who might listen to a song and think, oh, it's easy to do. You just got onto your computer and you, you knock together some beats and boom and throw some words on it. It's so easy. How do you explain to someone that it's not as easy as it sounds? It really isn't. There's so much stuff to creative process, especially the technology side of it. Producing is really hard because there's so many things on programming that, you have to have such they have to be so precise and if you get it wrong it won't work there's just so many effects and stuff like that and like knowing your stuff on the program is what helps you and i picked those things up along the way so my creative process last year wasn't as good as what it is now it just keeps on getting better all mm. the time like I f- i'm always figuring stuff out and i wonder what inspires you in what you're doing I don't know. I just have a passion for music in general. I love listening to it. I don't understand people that just don't listen to music. They just don't. People just like, oh, I just listen to what's on the radio. Like They have no passion for it. Mm. I find that really bizarre that someone can just like not like fill that with music and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm not really inspired by anything. It's probably more just um, from listening to music since a really young age and playing guitar upside down and stuff like that it's just grown into something that i am now you're gonna do a jack white and put it on the ground and stamp on it a little bit I mean, it's, it's no, not really. no, no. <laughs> are there people you see doing what they do that you kind of go wow you know what i want i want to do some of that or i, I want to incorporate some of that into what i'm doing yeah for sure um there's this band i don't know if this relates but there's this band that I've been listening to called Krungbin. Okay. They're um, a Thai funk-inspired R&B band. 
from Texas, I think. Hold on. A Thai funk inspired band. Yeah, their name means airplane in Thai. Okay. And they're yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Okay. And they're super cool. Um, they're just an instrumental band. Uh, right. I, I listen to their stuff all the time. I have their record in, on vinyl as well. But the way that the lead guitarist plays is just incredible. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to play like that. Like how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of just listen and then I change some like really small, subtle differences in my playing that could potentially sound like it but it's not like i want to completely rip that artist yeah. off i'm not like that when i listen to stuff i'm inspired by yeah, it just it's more of a subconscious thing like it just comes mascara has a really 80s sound to it yeah because i was listening <laughs> to new order um, okay. before the day before i wrote it i was listening to age of consent and um blue monday you know he's got all the the really double time hi-hats and yeah the the arpeggiated bass in it and stuff like that and i was like wow i really want to steal that but not fully steal it but sure just inspired by it you know but it, it was it was almost that 80s disco-y sound i was listening mm-hmm. to it and i'm going i really like this and yeah you know i i just love the 80s and mm-hmm. i love everything about yeah, the 80s, I, so. love the 80s. <laughs> I wish i was born in the 80s when would i i, I want to get back to to that sort of era the 80s you could you could take one album with you to a desert island what would it be oh that's so difficult i don't know dolly parton um actually maybe like an 80s vinyl Uh, okay probably like grover washington jr mr magic oh okay that's that's very specific amy winehouse frank nice okay you can only take one so between the two amy winehouse there we go okay sometimes people say you have there there are some similarities in the way you sing. I mean, you don't sound like Amy Winehouse, but some of the tonalities and mm-hmm. the way you bridge things has an Amy Winehouse-esque sound to it. Yeah, she's my inspiration, like there number one. Have you ever tried to sing just like her? I mean, I, mean, I know you don't want to rip anyone off, but to do that Amy Winehouse cover? I'm actually doing one right now. It's called... She actually does a, um, a version of Mr. Magic by Grover Washington okay. Jr., so me and my friend were cording it together and then I was going to sing on it, but I had a sore throat, but I'm going to sing on it soon. But yeah, it sounds really cool. I did the bass for it and then the rhythm guitar yeah. and then he did the drums and um, the lead guitar on it and it's sounding really good. Very cool. So yeah. You've got your your solo career uh-huh. and you've got your band membership yeah. career. How how are they different? How do you find the dynamics of being 100% in control versus being part of a team? How do you find that playing out for you? I'm not really a controlling or leader in anything, to be honest. I think if something annoys me, then I'll say it straight, you know, but I'm not... I'm not always like, do what I say. I'm not, I'm not the boss in yeah. any situation. I think being part of a collective is just it's it's fun yeah and stuff but you know i'm maybe there is a little bit of lacking in like creative process like individually that okay. i do but i still enjoy it yeah okay so so, yeah. so the, i mean it really is a collective and you kind of build off each other and yeah and it's good for me because i get to play lead guitar which is something that's like awesome playing in a <laughs> band and stuff so yeah when when you think of a flower shop and it's it in a sense very divergent types of music. It's not. It's it's a little bit different than what you're you're yeah, playing really yourself. Different, yeah, really Do do you find it's it's sort of that alter ego release in a sense? Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Because we're playing shoegaze and um, slow dive, uh, my bloody Valentine kind of music. Yeah. And it's really eye-opening for me because I didn't even know what shoegaze was before <laughs> my friend Oscar was telling me what it was and stuff. So Oscar is a, leads the band pretty much. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> genre, but I couldn't listen to it all the time. Yeah. I I listen to a lot of like R&B and electronic. I listen to like a lot of everything except country, but... What, and what, what's that all about? I hate country. How can that be? Like, that's the best genre of music on the planet. It's no. Like, I, w- I want to jump into gigging for a second and just talk. I mean, it's one thing to go into the studio and, and you've, you you know, sitting at home and, and producing the music as you do, which is fun and it's creative and it's, it's, it's really that side. Getting up on stage over the last several years, both as a solo artist and open mics and things. And, you know, I think I've seen you perform three or four times. I mean, I don't get out a lot, Mm -hmm. but I've seen you at at a number of different events and performing is, can be a challenge. Talk to me about your thoughts on getting up on stage. To be honest, I've only had about two lots of gigs that are actually people coming to watch me Uh and they're organized by people that are, organizing it for the music and it is a music event and those are the ones that i enjoy the most but the thing is i've had lots of gigs that have been paid mm-hmm. um to be honest it, it's soul crushing because you have to look at it like oh it's a paid rehearsal like i'm singing here for 40 minutes no one's listening but i'm getting paid yeah so you have to look at it like that or you can look at it like no one's listening to me everyone's just watching and like filming and then going away and not even clapping and i think audiences are really brutal here they don't really care about you they almost need to be they almost need an instruction manual when they go in smile give them at least a little clap when we're done be engaged it's as you said that soul crushing yeah it is and those are the gigs that i hate the most to be honest and i just don't know i don't understand why people do that like Mm. it's entertainment like it's like i'm a robot or something it kind of feels like that sometimes and i haven't really vented or ranted about this (laughs) sounds to me like there's a song sounds to me like there's a song here saffron no 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 no. i can't i can't write about something like that it's too it's it's a waste of time but um yeah i've enjoyed gigs like with flower shop like we had a gig last night at the fridge and it was really good and i had a gig at the fridge like last february for my own stuff like debuting my um songs that were coming out this year and stuff but yeah most of the ones that i have done you know i just buy a new pair of shoes with that you know (laughs) i don't i don't necessarily enjoy them and i'm quite a confident person but when it's so soul crushing like that it really like it really digs into my ego and it crushes it a bit. So so I want to balance that out for a second with social media because you, you've got a great social media presence, both yourself and Flower Shop. I, yeah. I, I, how, do you, how do you put those two together? Is it almost like perform on the social media, put the stuff up on the social media, you get the likes, you get the, the recognition as opposed to doing the live stuff do you prefer social media do you do you think that that's a better outlet than live performances sometimes well i think social media and performances are two different things Mm. so i think i do enjoy live performances when people are coming to listen to me but i don't enjoy them like i just said um in that circumstance (laughs) um and social media is more of a platform for showcasing myself 
and I don't use it as a way to show a catfish version of myself or like most people do I guess and you know I think social media is quite like provoking in a Mm. sense I think it actually genuinely makes me upset and depressed when I spend too much time on it I try not to anymore even snapchat and instagram instagram is the killer though Mm. because it's very addictive and I think that people show different versions of themselves that they do in real life and i kind of stay away from that okay i show my personal life and i show my music and my followers like somehow enjoy that so <laughs> and i'm verified which is pretty cool there we go yeah you've got your music got the other the other side of saffron that's that's in the band with mascara you shot the video you you made the video that's your video yeah is this another side of the creative process? Did yeah, you... I really like filming. It's some, and I love editing. It took me. About, There's a lot of edits there. I yeah, mean, I started me counting like a, them all. It took me a day to edit that all together, and I'm I'm quite natural at it. I think I've self-taught myself a lot of software. Like I self-taught myself. This seems logic. to be the story of your career. You're self-taught on. Yeah, I, I like. I literally want to be known as an individual, like a self-producer, mm. and just being renowned for stuff that I do because that's something that would mean the world to me, just doing everything by myself. I know that's kind of controversial because I'm signed by a record label, but, you know, in the future, like, I want to be independent and I want to start my own record label and I want to sign other artists and I also want to be a producer and stuff like that. And I think that that's something that um, society has become in the last 10 years or so because it's so easy for someone to become their own producer mm. instead of a consumer. Social media has just con- like converged from being what it was 50 years ago to what it is now. And that's so interesting. And I don't know what it's going to be like in 20 times, like if we're mm. e- 20 years time, even if we're going to have something like social media anymore. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. Six months. What, what are you going to be doing in six months time? Um, I have about four new tracks coming out that i recorded last year with rhino and they're all coming out consecutively every two or one month okay on every friday of some <laughs> of some month uh-huh. um and i'm really excited for them and then obviously I'm so because you were you were with reiner then you went and did the the red bull stuff mm-hmm. and back with reiner yeah which is kind of cool yeah it is and me and reiner really get each other with creative process and everything so there's Reiner Erlings, if people are wondering who we're talking yeah, about. Right, Reiner Erlings. <laughs> Reiner. Yeah, so in six months' time, probably going to be doing the same thing, finishing school and then going back to England, which I'm really excited about. I really, I'm sorry, but I really <laughs> want to leave Dubai. I really want to. But yeah, go to uni, get a job. It's going to be great. And I'm really excited for that, actually. Do, do, I, I know earlier we were talking about performing and we were talking about being on stage. Is somewhere in the back of your mind, are you are you looking forward to the day that you might actually be on a stage with a hundred thousand people? Oh, I don't 60, know if that's going to happen. You don't, so th- you I don't, don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to big myself you, you up here. I'm. I think it's it's best to approach everything <laughs> in a humble way. Okay. And I don't want to. That would be lovely. Yeah. I could. You know, um, my friends were telling me that with the amount of Spotify streams on chewed up, like I could play Wembley for like five time five days like yeah. sold out in a row if all of my listeners came okay at one time yeah that would be sick but yeah i don't know 
You see what comes, what comes. I yeah. think being, I just said that that humble side, but yeah, you know, hey, that would be really cool. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? The future is scary. <laughs> <laughs> what do, What are you planning to study at university? Probably audio music technology, and for it's just it's a three year course, and then decide what i'm gonna do the job rate is really good if you do that though so yeah well and it's i guess music has so many layers to it so you know whether you're doing commercial performing you know commercial type of music or music for so many things Mm -hmm. whether it be games or film or yeah or other areas and i think some of my favorite musicians do their own side projects and their own passion and then they do tv Mm-hmm. and the tv pays for them to put out their albums and do what they want to do and it's yeah. just it's it's interesting listening to that whole creative side and mascara's from reiner uh-huh. and you've got a couple more from reiner coming out as well yeah this is exciting i know it is <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> and, and they're completely like different style to what i did in new zealand it's more electronic kind of r&b nice. like now and, and with the guitar and my my voice and stuff so it's still me but you know. And are you doing are you are you doing the open mic still and getting out and and can we come and hear you and watch you anywhere in town these mm, days? I I'm not really an open mic person anymore actually. Mm. I haven't been for quite some time. Yeah. Um it's just not my thing really anymore. I'm more like focused at home doing my music there and if people want to hear me sing, then maybe just walk up to me and ask me <laughs> to sing. I don't know. I probably won't do it, but yeah. So that, that, that's a good one. I mean, we're 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 sitting, we're talking at at your high school. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ever just you know get the guitar out and set up in the student center and just sit down and and start singing? No, no, <laughs> never, <laughs> no, no, never, no. No, that's a no. no. No, I would never. It would be mortifying. Yeah, I would get food thrown at me. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, last thing: do, do, the, do the the students you're around do they know that you do all this? Yeah, they do. Okay. But yeah, they don't. They don't say anything. They're to just. Me. They're just like, hey, that's what she does. That's her thing. Yeah. You but do I you. don't rub it in everyone's faces either. Yeah. I'm really to myself. I don't want attention on me. I'm not that type of person. So yeah. Well, Saffron Collins, thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Catching Up with my guest, Saffron Collins. You can find out more about Saffron on Facebook at Saffron Collins Music and Google her. Videos and more are all over the web. Thanks for listening. Swallow me. I can't stand up. It's uncontrollable.